Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McCow. And I'm Carl Stout. And today we are covering Iron Fist 9 and a little spoiler-free Batman vs Superman review. But that'll come later. First off, because we're an Iron Fist podcast, we are going to cover Iron Fist. So Iron Fist 9 came out in November 1976 and is titled The Dragon Dies at Dawn, which is obviously inconsistent with what the last issue said was it said this issue was going to be the dragon dies at midnight now it's at dawn so whatever i guess <laughs> and we got a nice hideous cover yeah it's a cluster um it just looks bad iron fist is running forward in a really weird robotic fashion he's hitting uh two tiger gangsters with palm strikes in his hand oh wait no no yeah one's an elbow one's a palm strike and they've got swords and Iron Fist is yelling, I'm coming for you, Chaka. All your tiger goons can't stop me. Come then, young dragon, to your doom. And the guy, Chaka, you can only see his hands, but he has a glowing triple iron staff thing. I wonder if uh, that's from the the Hoochie Mamas he fought in uh, earlier issues there. The Mm. daughters there of... Kala or whatever the hell it was, the cult. Yeah. She had the same glowing triple iron. Because you were wondering if they popped up later because it just sort of ends. Or is this the triple iron from triple iron in the room? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Chris Clement is the author. John Byrne is the artist. Uh, F. Caramonte, I hope I pronounced that right, is the inker. Uh, Jay Costanza is the letterer, B. Wilford is the colorist, and A. Goodwin is the editor, so Archie Goodwin. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, Cockrum did the cover. So we start off with a very ragged Danny walking through an this alleyway. Quite the exhausted face going on in that second panel. Yep, and then all of a sudden... That's uh, how you feel right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. A yeah, uh, uh, freaking Tiger Man, one of the gang members, jumps down from what looks like a staircase above him in the alley. Fire escape. Fire escape, yeah. And just, like, double knee drops into Danny's back. And uh, the the art's not bad on the first page. It looks all right. Um, I like the, the colouring of the sky and stuff. It shows that it's, you know... Um, past 12, I guess. <laughs> yeah, past 12 at midnight, I don't know. Like... Or dawn. It's, it's past midnight somewhere. In some time zone, midnight has happened. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, opening paragraphs saying that Danny's running for his life, blah, blah, blah. You know, the usual dramatic stuff. Um, You know, it's a deadly race, Iron Fist, and now you are losing it. So yeah, it, this this there's obviously been a time skip between the ending of last issue and now because now it seems 
Uh, you don't know how yet, but Danny is racing for his life, and it's, you know, night time, whereas the last time we saw Danny, he was in the office of Joy Meacham, where Chaka and his goons burst in, so... Things Stop jumping ahead, we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah, but the the start of... We, the, no, 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 no. I, was, have, I was looking at the uh, last page of the last issue. Uh, well, we do have a flashback coming up. Oh, okay. Of course we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> If anything, they're consistent. Yep. So there's, uh, he gets jumped on from the guy from the fire escape. There's no grace in his fall. He uh, falls like a sack of potatoes, and while the assailant recovers his feet with fluid moves of trained martial arts, uh, you run a good race, hero, but the odds were stacked against you. From the start, surely you knew that your execution will serve as an example for those who would defy the golden dragons. And this guy's got a pair of size on him, and you know he rolls right off in a classic John Byrne, multiple moves across panels, Yeah, which is just great looking. Another uh, great top of that page. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he thrusts the size towards, well, it almost looks like he's going to blow, try to blow him on a strike a blow to the top of his head with yeah. the base of the handle of the scion, uh, Iron Fist reaches up to stop him. He does telegraph that very heavily. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, after all, if Chaka can order the killing of a superhero and pull it off, what chance would ordinary people stand against him? None, like, I suppose. Considering Iron Fist is a D-lister at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm not dead yet, animal. What? As you were taught, young dragon, flow with the action. Be like Wata. Turn your opponent's attack back onto him. Let him defeat himself. In other words, he judo throws him. <laughs> right over his shoulders. Yep. Total check. Trash can. <laughs> and, uh... One more thing, Tiger. When I die, it's not going to be in some Manhattan back alley. Danny essentially says after that, you know, tell your... Chaka that if he wants me dead he'll have to do it himself instead of sending his goons then he of course gets dizzy grabs his head falls down into a crumpled pile and since his head is bothering him that of course leads to flashback yep it's a warm midsummer night but your body shivers as it lies in the garbage tearing itself apart while your mind shifts back across the hours to last issue where we remind you, reader, what's happening. It doesn't actually say that, but... To this morning's confrontation with the mysterious costume villain who'd call himself Chaka, crime lord of New York. So Chaka is essentially demanding. He has uh, simple demands, apparently. And he doesn't like... Uh, he's had business dealings with, you know, Ward Meacham, which is not surprising at all, and he's been double-crossed, so he's angry. So he says, you'll give him what he wants plus interest, or his men will kill everyone in this room slowly, one at a time, and will save your niece Joy Meekham, and you, of course, for last. So, maybe maybe Misty will die here. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Misty hater. You'll have none of that. She's still alive. And Iron Fist, for some stupid reason, he's like, 
I can't do anything to stop Chaka without revealing my blasted secret identity, but I can't let him murder anyone either. And he puts him in a faulty arm... He puts Chaka in a faulty arm lock, so Chaka can throw him out the window, where Danny remembers there was a ledge from the bizarre run of traps he ran into all the way back in the third issue we covered. And then he hops in, changes costume comes upstairs. It is so stupid. And he sneaks up on the guard, <laughs> knocks him out. He comes in, uh, like he Use, blows up the wall with the, his iron fist. Uses the Vulcan nerve pinch. And one of the, uh, one of the goons is like, what if it's the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> and iron fist is, comes in. Why is he breaking in like Ben Batfleck? <laughs> and they're like, iron fist here. And then Davos... Uh, says because Joy wants Davos to kill him and Davos is like I am choosing the time and place of Iron Fist's death what matters now is getting you to safety and Misty is um, remarking on how this Davos guy is almost on Iron Fist's class when it comes to martial arts um, and there's too many goons here even for a pair of Bruce Lee's wink wink to handle so then Misty gets Misty Knight can even the uh, and she takes a triple iron to the afro gets knocked out again Uh, we should should have like a counter for how many times Misty gets knocked out Misty because Misty does get knocked out a lot Um, yes it's been uh, like three or four times already yeah and so Iron Fist starts beating up Chaka and then he gets struck with uh, his triple iron which is using a live wire yeah it's somehow charged yeah so now we're back to the present let's just talk about how stupid this is first so for some (laughs) reason this is I mean obviously this is just a product of the time in Marvel Comics it was the norm if you had a costume you had to have a secret identity you had to be Spider-Man when it came to secret identity functioning or at least that's what they were doing here. It's like, I mean, what well, is it that hard to believe that you know, like, it, Danny doesn't have to use his iron fist in front of everyone. He can like not he can at least fight. Right. You know, I don't think people will go, oh, he can he can use martial arts. He must be iron fist. And let's be honest with the stack of people who are sitting at that table. The only people who didn't know he was Iron Fist were the hooligans breaking in. No, Joy still doesn't know. I find that hard to believe. It it, it literally states last issue he talks about this uh, that Joy and Ward don't know that Danny is Iron Fist, which means that they are dense. Yes, but <laughs> you know, I mean, this whole sequence is den- like dense in a bad way, though. I mean, so and he gets himself thrown so. That's one thing. He doesn't just, you know, he still he doesn't just fight. Like he has to appear like an idiot for some reason. And then he gets thrown out the window, and he's gambling on grabbing a ledge. And it's like, no offense, dude, but you're not Daredevil. You're not Spider Man. That could have gone really badly for you. <laughs> it's, but it didn't. And he didn't dislocate his shoulder, so he hot anyway. It's just a whole extravagant sequence to get Danny into costume, which is just dumb. It's like, why can't he just... You know, I like... 
Why can't he just do a Peter Parker and go eek and run out of the room and just change yeah. in the closet? <laughs> Flip the table and book. <laughs> yeah, just like act like a coward or something. I don't know. Um, well, the, if the, rich, that... the rich white kid ran off. <laughs> Leave him. <laughs> I can't act like a coward. <laughs> yeah, I have to get myself thrown out the window. And then it's like, you know, I guess, and like all the default explanations that everyone uses is like, oh, Spider-Man was just swinging by and he got me and then threw me back in. So I guess that's what Danny will say this time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we're back to the present after that insanity. Um, and yeah, so the live wire essentially knocked Danny out. Right. And, and then he, apparently he managed to get out with the, the crony came after him with the size, and now he's back up on his feet talking about how that hit gave him quite the jolt. And, and he sees a police car, and he's like, hey, that can get me to a hospital. And <laughs> the police car's being driven by Chuck's goons, because um, they have Dan's police cars. out there like an idiot in the road, flailing his arms, and are like, look at this moron, he thinks we're cops. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, I mean, maybe he thinks you're cops because you're flashing, like, the police lights. And... So they attempt to run him down, and even though he's badly beaten, he uh, still has enough strength to... Uh, jump over. Jump, jump and flip over the car. Yep. Causing the car, of course, to crash. Mm-hmm. And then the goons get out, and another fight ensues. And uh, he manages to take care of the two guys because, of course, they're lesser lackeys. Yep. But uh, it's still the earlier attack from Chaka is still taking its effect on him. Yeah. And now he flashes back to after he woke up after the electrical jolt from the triple iron. Chaka, of course, was monologuing. Yes. <laughs> You're awake, Iron Fist. Good, very good. I want you totally aware of everything I'm going to do to you. That sounds so bad. (laughs) It really does. Especially from a man not wearing any pants. Yeah, but wearing a weird mask. (laughs) So. And now for some reason it looks like he's got some kind of weird mechanical thing and then he's sticking it in his shoulder. Starting with this injection, a nerve toxin I've acquired from a contact in the army. Very quick, very painful, very fatal. Without the antidote, you'll be dead in an hour. Why aren't I dead now? Because, strange (laughs) as it seems, I need you. You cost me a great deal of face in the last two days, beating both of men my men and me. People are beginning to talk, asking if Chaka is as strong, as deadly as he used to be. You forced me to prove what I am, and the best way of doing that is by killing you in a public execution. This is pretty much like Gladiator featuring Superman's dad, uh, Russell Crowe. almost sounds like, you know, something Kingpin would say to Daredevil. Yeah... Which, but I'm a sporting man, and you've earned the right to die like a warrior. Therefore, I will offer you the poison's antidote. I'll be waiting with it somewhere in Chinatown. All you have to do is defeat my golden tigers and then me, both in an hour's time, and this antidote will be yours. How do I know I can trust you? And it's like, you don't, but what alternative do you have? Refuse? 
to run my race, and we'll watch you die here like a dog. It's all the same to me. And then Danny goes, I'll run. And I well, knew you would. shockingly, like he gives him a five minute head start, but shockingly, there is no antidote. And he monologues about that too. <laughs> so now he'll give him a five minute head start, and on the sixth minute, my, my men will attack. Each time you fight, the poison will spread more and more through your body, and there is no antidote. The prize you're running from, Iron Fool, is a vial full of tap water. It'd be funny if he heard that. <laughs> I'm still outside the door, you know. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, if that was Daredevil, he would have heard that, and he would have been like, Hey! <laughs> hey! Uh, that's only part of his revenge. Um, so there's too much at stake to risk a personal defeat at his hands. So Honor dictates that it be Chuck that finally slays him, though. So remember way back, we saw Chuck's brother? Who mysteriously disappeared after someone said his name. Well, here he is. Tied up in a chair in another room. Yep, and he looks like Davos. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> it looks nothing like the character he was two issues ago. Yeah, and, um, you know, the brother's... He's pissed off. He's like, you've exploited and oppressed our people, turned children against their parents, made a mockery of our traditions and heritage, and you've taken up martial training, meant to uplift body and soul, and perverted everything it stands for. And he's, you know, he's just ranting, I cursed it out, began to teach you. He's just like, you know, screw you, dude. You're a disgrace. Um, and he is a disgrace. This guy's a massive wuss. And Chaka just, like, throws it right back in his face. Always the lawyer, aren't you, big brother? You can never resist the opportunity to make a speech. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you making Every you time you've been in this, you'd be making a speech. You've forgotten that... You've forgotten what gives laws its force and meaning. Power, William. Because in the final analysis, power is the only thing that matters. And Chaka apparently has some magical stone he can hypnotize people with. It's just a mystic crystal, apparently. So Maybe it's the super soul stone. Oh, wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing myself. <laughs> Do you feel my power, brother? The power of my mind amplified through this mystical crystal. <clears throat> And he's getting hypnotized. Yeah. And he says, you will kill Iron Fist, William Howe. And then accept the blame for that heinous murder. I will kill him. So he's, and then it's back yeah. to your favorite person. Oh, what the hell? I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> a whole page of nonsense just, just for you to rant about. <laughs> a whole page of Alan. Oh, it's just me, Alan. I'm Irish and Iron Fist is my best friend. And I'm going to go to New York. Oh, wait, no. He's in... Nope, he's in the port of London. It's early mm. morning. You know, I don't, I don't care about any of this. Like he's, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just all talking about how London is like any man could lose himself in the docks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, um, if much. our listeners care that much, send me hate mail. And I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll feed on it. I'll be like, yes. I grow stronger every day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he's essentially just working on this ship. Yeah, trying to get a job on a steamer. Yeah, to get to and New York. Talking to the captain, he's like, "Okay, Kavanaugh, your papers are in order. You cut this pretty close, Mister. We're sailing with the tide." And we Sorry. just alienated but the Irish. Uh... You know, I am Iron Fist's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then there's two people, bad two haircuts. shady lookers, bad haircuts. It's like, looks very cozy, don't he? Yeah, one bullet from me and he could be very dead too. Why wait, Pat? Let me kill the traitor right here and now, so it's the IRA. And Probably, yeah. they One say, we've got our orders, Tim. We're to do nothing until Alan blah, 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 reaches New York. And that's where he'll be dealt with. Now, okay, anyone who thinks I'm being racist by not pronouncing Irish names correctly, I'm technically an Irish citizen. So you can't pull that card on me. Just <laughs> put a net there. So It's Kavanaugh, isn't it? Uh, I don't even know. I'd, I'd pronounce that Kavanaugh. I'd pronounce it Beef Stroganoff. But, <laughs> so he's he burns two pictures of... He burns a picture of Alan and Iron Fist. Now, I don't know why he's just burning these pictures now. I guess it's symbolic. Um, but, like, whatever. It's still a bit weird. And where did they get a picture of, like, a smiling Iron Fist in costume looking at the camera? That doesn't make any sense. Pure Alan's perfect. not smiling. Oh, he sort of is. But he's not looking at the camera. That's because his sideburns were blocking it from his view. All right. Well, that, that, that insanity's out of the way now. That interlude. They're doing a lot of yes, interludes. That- one page of no purpose. I mean, no well, this has purpose, I guess. Fist. I don't think so. Maybe yeah. later, we'll find out. Yeah, they could have done it later, yeah. Okay, so we're back to action. And now, who is saying this in the word bubble? I hate to say this, it, gentlemen, but if you have any plans for our hero, you'll have to stand in line. That's like the narrator, I guess. You know, when you've you read, like, the old Stanley. Kirby stuff, right? He'd always just write, you know, ooh, our heroes and... moving. Yeah. And then Cub Fathum. <laughs> the police car goes up. Fire must have reached gas tank. And he looked, that explosion hurt someone. Kenny, look, look, it's Iron Fist. And Iron so Fist is just like, help me. <laughs> help me, please. Now cry like Lincoln. And, uh, the mother in. comes out. He's like, get away from that really strange man who looks like he's on drugs in the alleyway. Well, Mom, Iron Fist looks like he's hurt or something. You're wrong, children. That's not Iron Fist. That's just some bum lying in his own filth. Now get inside the house. But, Can't Mom, eat please don't leave. I need doctor. Poison inside. Help me. <laughs> so, Iron Fist is shattering become shattering up. <laughs> Can't blame her. If she helps me, Chaka will punish her and children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Give me a reading, Scotty. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, Iron Fist is just like, I haven't got much time. I you love know. that, like, he can barely stand, and then on the very next page, he's, like, up, standing up and jumping, jumping up, up a fire escape. Fire escape to get away. Yeah, uh, I unfortunately, guess. He's using all of his life force to try to heal. So this is, I guess, the explanation on why he suddenly can move. Well, I mean, the explosion stunned him, I think. Now he's over it. And he gets on top of a building just in time to take a triple iron or a triple nunchuck or whatever you want to call it to the chin. Yeah. Chaka! <laughs> on his back. He gets sucker triple ironed as soon as he... Um, yeah. So Chaka is uh, monologuing again. Didn't I tell you we'd meet tonight, Iron Fist, and I'd let you fight me for your life? I remember. I'm just surprised to see you, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) 
takes a lot of courage to take on a man near dead from poison. But I'm the only one who knows you've been poisoned, fool. To the world at large, it will appear that a crime lord has killed a superhero in a fair fight. Perhaps, Chaka. But you've got to kill him first. And I just essentially like, you know, I've got to put him down fast. And it looks like he double plants both feet into his groin. And he mentions he can't really, uh... Yeah, he, he, the le- the more he tries to put down Chaka, the less he has to spend on the Iron Fist. But it's like, well, dude, just take him down without the Iron Fist. It's becoming a... I'm really glad that issue at least covered, though. No, no, no. I think he's talking about focusing the Iron Fist inward to try to All get right. the poison out of him. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, he's fighting Chaka. Um I'm noticing that something feels wrong. Chaka's fighting style feels different than when we fought at Meacham's because, you know, he fought him for like a whole two and a half seconds. And he's knocked Chaka back uh, with a punch to the face, and he's essentially just sort of clutching on the side of the building now, just channeling his chi, um, and it's, you know, very painful, obviously, and he's channeling it inwards um, to try and, like, you know... Burn the poison out. Yeah. And, and now we have... Him like doing a full page splash of a super concentration. It almost looks like he's on fire. It looks really good, and like that yeah. it, that conveys like the pain he's in as well as he's doing it. A, I'm quite. Got a cop car on the street with both doors open with the cops bursting out of the car. He's clutching to the side of the building. Chaka's laid up against the corner. Uh, triple iron in one hand. The pain of healing of life. Now Chaka is up above him, swinging the triple iron. That sound swirling. Of triple irons. Must be Chaka about to strike. Must strike first or die. And he la- now this is interesting. <laughs> so he lashes out and hits Chaka. With his eyes closed, mind you. He's yep. just swinging wildly at the direction of the noise. Then Chaka goes flying into the thing, and then a mysterious figure uh, whips out a triple iron and knocks him in the temple as he hits the pillar with a cathod. And it's revealed, and Iron Fist goes, Heart of the Dragon, I didn't mean to hit him so hard. My Iron Fist held him into that chimney, and, uh, you know, he's barely breathing. Uh, you know, he Danny's. Pulls off his mask. Just in time for the cops to bust in through the door. That's strange, there's no blood on the chimney, and no brick dust on his mask, because Iron Fist tried to check. He pulled his punch at the last second. And then, yeah. And then cops bust down the door and they go, Freeze, killer! Make a move and you're dead. Okay. Next issue, Iron Fist finds himself hunted by police and Golden Tigers both in the story we can only call Kung Fu Killer. Now, the next issue has, like, an amazing first page. So look forward to that. Now, also, I didn't, I didn't notice this until we got to the scene where... You know, the mystery man with the other triple iron basically looks like he killed the imposter Chaka, but the imposter Chaka is not wearing the gauntlet-style armbands. Oh, yeah. Is the belt different, too? that, That bit, though, like... I mean, I think it just would have been fine if Iron Fist did hit him too hard. You know, it just seems very contrived having, like, 
the triple iron come out that really awkward angle at that precise time to hit the imposter in the head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just feels very contrived and silly. I mean, so overall, it was like it was a decent issue. It was entertaining. It was action packed. It was still bang for your buck. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of content. It wasn't up to scratch with like uh, some of the better stuff in the series, but it was it was readable. It was enjoyable. As I said, good it's, action, decent art. It's a filler issue. Yeah, it's a filler issue full of fighting, though, and it's like, well, you're getting an Iron Fist comic, that's what you want in filler issues, you want fighting. Mm-hmm. So, With yeah. the contrived, contrived plot, you know, thing from most spy movies. Yeah. Now, you can pick this issue up uh, in the Iron Fist Epic Collection, or you can pick it up in the uh, Marvel Masterworks of Iron Fist, Volume 2, which is Volume 185 overall in the Marvel Masterworks. Um, it's also in the Iron Fist Essentials. You can obviously pick up the single issue for varying prices. Depends where you go, I guess, and the quality, and all that stuff. And it's like anywhere from 5 to $35. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's the, uh, so next week, uh, when's issue three of Power Man and Iron Fist coming out? Uh, I don't think that's until the second week of next month. Okay, so next week we'll be covering the next issue of Iron Fist then. Um, mm-hmm. if possible, uh, the podcast has turned into a weekly is ideal, but sometimes fortnightly sort of schedule, so, um, because it's hard to organize this stuff sometimes. Um, but adulting is rough. Yeah, yes. Did you see Dave's post as well? Yes. Yeah. He's also <laughs> not doing well. Yeah. Um, but so... fortunately for him, he's got like a hundred podcasts in the bucket. He can just go, I'm just going to put this one up again. Pretty you can't do that yet. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I guess that covers the Iron Fist portion of the show. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Carl? Um, not really. I mean, it it's it was. It's okay. It was an okay issue. Yeah. It was. Uh, it it still by far was not bad. Let's just put it that way. There was a couple of bits where I was like, "Come on!" Like the triple iron thing at the end and the. Ch- that changing of costume in the office. I hated that. But other than that, the issue was fine. <laughs> yeah, but you love Misty Knight getting knocked out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that Iron Fist issue where it looked like he was fighting a sad crash test dummy half the time. <laughs> that Iron Man issue, yeah, yeah. It's just... yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Alright, so I guess now we'll uh, diverge a bit. Totally geek out and give you guys a spoiler quick little spoiler-free uh, review of Batman versus Superman, which, yes, we know isn't even the same company, but we all need to get along. And the other thing is, if you've listened to this podcast as much, you know, we've talked about <laughs> Superman and Batman a lot, so... Yes, Connor is a huge Superman fan. Oh, yeah. Huge Superman fan. I used to be a huge Batman fan when I was younger. Believe it or not, I actually stopped reading Batman. I was getting all the Batman titles. And then they went and broke his back. And 
for me, that was my dropping off point. I was just disgusted. And it wasn't even because the story was bad, because it wasn't. It's just like they brought in someone else to be Batman, and being the fanboy I was, that was just too much for me. Batman's Bruce Wayne, it can't be anybody else. Could have been worse. You could have died. True. <laughs> but, you know, then they would have just found him, you know, ten years later in a plant pod, and everything would have been fine again. And I would have been happy with that. I mean, that's the same with Batman. Do you remember... Oh, actually, no, we're going to go way off tangent if I go down that road. <laughs> Short story is, though, he gets zats by Omega Beams, but at the last second he gets sent back through time to, like, pirates or something, and he somehow comes back through history. It's the dumbest crap ever. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, the movie. Uh... We, we both, for better or for worse, we both enjoyed it. Yeah. We didn't love it. We didn't think it was the greatest comic book movie ever made, but we will fight you on the fact that it was not the worst comic book movie ever made by a long shot. Yeah, definitely. The um, it's it's not it's a, a mess. it's not a good movie. <laughs> Technically, it's not a good movie. It's a mess of scenes. Half of the movie is like a half-written Man of Steel sequel, and the other half of the movie is like a. Justice League set up and pointless plot tangents. Um, that's the only way I can describe the plot of the movie. It um, is an edited mess. It went back for reshoots, according to my source, like seven times. Yeah. Uh, adding more Batman to it because they wanted to see more Batman, and there's a whole lot of Batman in this movie. And that's the thing. It's like, what Batman would they have added? Because the only like most of the good Batman bits were the ones that were relevant to the plot because you know um like Ben was good as Batman he wasn't a standout for me just because I knew he would be good if that makes any sense um but there's certain there's scenes in the movie with Batman and it's like I've seen this in the Dark Knight trilogy really recently I don't need to see it again mm-hmm um, I have to wonder if one of the things they added was now this isn't really a spoiler because they leaked to this footage a while ago but that huge fight scene and I'm not going to say what the fight scene is about because that could be a spoiler definitely that huge fight scene where he comes up against like 10 guys in a room and he comes up through the floor I wonder if that part was initially added because the original scene just dealt with maybe a guard outside and then the other people in the room he was trying to get into. I can't imagine that's a scene they would have added. I felt like that would have been in there. Because that was, like, that was, you know, definitely one of the best Batman scenes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, That's the scene everybody and their brother's talking about. They're not even really talking about the battle between him and Superman is all that scene. Because the the battle between him and Superman, uh, this is minor spoiler territory, it only lasts about like two or three minutes, and mm-hmm. they don't build it up that much at all. Like, you'd think from the start of the movie it would focus on that, but it doesn't, and that's what hurts the movie a lot. You call it Batman v Superman, but it's not, it's not even about that, really. Like... It's more um, Bruce Wayne versus Superman for an hour and a half. 
Batman versus Superman for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and even then, Bruce Wayne's not really doing anything to plot against Superman for, like, the first hour of the movie, which is part of the reason it feels so unfocused, because he's just doing this thing which eventually leads into the plot, but it's just like, eh. Um, you know, uh... It is a good flashback, though. Yes. Oh, with the, it, uh, the it, Man it, of Steel flashback? Yes, it, it's yeah. a good Man of Steel flashback, and it gives a fantastic direction to Bruce Wayne's initial hate. Yeah. And the problem is, they didn't run with that, though. No. They, 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 they opened they it up like that. It. Yeah. It would have been fantastic if they kept running with it. Well, because then the movie would have had focus. <laughs> you know, because Superman's half of the plot, right, is all about how the world is, like, mistrusting him and stuff, and he's just... Well, I mean, he's essentially just being Superman. And, you know, and if Batman's plot, you know, was actually relevant to that, because that's how it was set up to be, but it wasn't, and it just was really weird. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying... This is not Batman's fault. Like, um, this is the writing, editing, directing, whatever. I mean, it went through rewrites and reshoots. Just sounds like a mess. Um, and... Now, what... what uh, I just blanked on his name. What's the actor doing? Henry, Henry and Ben both do fantastic jobs. Yeah. In, in fact, they are... If, like, you're a Batman or Superman fan, like, that is reason to see the movie because they both really kill the roles. Um, yes. In fact, that's easily the best thing about the movie is the acting from the two leads. Um, they really sell the characters. And well, they... there's, there's someone else I would add to that list. Is this Lex? No, God, no. Oh, because I didn't mind Lex, but I guess we'll get to that. Jeremy. Oh, yeah, Alfred is amazing. Um, I mean, he's not in it that much, but, yeah, Alfred's great. It's Jeremy Irons, and, you know, he, he kills it, obviously. And it's a different Alfred as well, so... Which is what we need to see. We need to yes. see the MI5 Alfred in action. This is the Alfred who gets his hands dirty. He's not... I, they don't even show him Butler, I think, in this entire film. Which is why I did not need to see a five-minute uh, Batmobile chase scene, which looked exactly like the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, that was very, very like, Nolan-esque. I actually got bored during that scene, and it's like... I should not be getting bored during this movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like, I found bits of this movie dull. Um, specifically with Wonder Woman. Uh, it's the uh, most... Should we, should we even go into that? I'm just going to say, like, if you're excited about Wonder Woman, don't get your hopes up too high, because she's not in it much. And when she is, it is the most shoehorned crap. The plot would have progressed the exact same way if she wasn't in the movie. And she actually is... De she actually, like, detracts from some important scenes later on. Um, yeah, which... honestly, um, being the fact that I'm in my mid-40s, I grew up watching Wonder Woman on television. I yeah. watched, when you know, watching Linda Carter. Uh, she's been a part of my superhero upbringing, just like the Hulk was, just like the original Batman series was with Adam West. I mean, these are the things that got me into comics, so... Yeah. Wonder Woman rates pretty high up there, and the Wonder Woman, unfortunately, that you get in Batman versus Superman is uh, nice to look at, and that's about it. I mean, to be fair, she doesn't get to do much. Um, no. 
So, but uh, that being said, you know, people praising her performance and stuff. It's like what performance? The, yeah, people the... are, are praising her acting. She's got like five lines, and they're they're all the Batman. She never talks to anyone else. Um, and yeah, it just felt very forced to me. And uh, her like this this is obviously. Uh, if you're going in blind, like completely blind, turn off the podcast here, but if you're not, if you've seen the trailers, then in the Doomsday fight, she takes away from it because with her there, Batman doesn't have anything to do. They could have had a cool, you know, Batman and Superman teaming up dynamic with Doomsday, different aspects of the fight and stuff, but with her there, it was pretty much just Wonder Woman and Superman versus Doomsday, and Batman was just going... Uh, not doing much and that's the other problem actually there's a couple of points in this movie okay so we got Superman right he stays in character he's fine um, actually I'll cover that right now if you liked Man of Steel you'll love Superman in this movie he's classic John Byrne-esque Clark Kent um, you know he's a great Superman he sells it he saves people he's just trying to do the right thing it's a really good performance um and if you didn't like Man of Steel and you had problems with like all the destruction and stuff in that, uh, watch this movie because the movie does go out of its way to answer those questions and make Superman look a lot more responsible, I guess. Um, even though in Man of Steel's first day on the job, but that's for another podcast. So, um, but the point I was going to get to before all this was like Batman. There's a couple of points in the movie where he acts really dumb and out of character. And that bugs me. You know... Well, he does quite a few things that are pretty much out of character. He brands villains. Well, that's that's he... not out of character for Batman in this movie, though. I'm talking about, like, things that are just inconsistent with him within the within this movie. Like, I get the branding villains thing because of the whole implied Robin stuff. You know, this Batman's at the end of his rope. He's, well, he's a psychopath. Well, he's he's a criminal. He's, um, you know, he's say, ruthless. Call, come on, say it. Say what you call him to me. Uh, maniac? No. Moronic yeah, maniac? MB. MB. Manchild? Murder bat. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? Yes, you did. You oh, texted okay. it to me. I'm I mean, I had no problem with him murdering people, though. Like in, I, in general, I have no problem with Batman killing people, but in this movie specifically, I definitely had no problem with him uh, killing people. All right, here's something. Uh, also, in this movie, originally, I guess, Barbara Gordon was going to be making an appearance, and uh, her scenes got cut, but it will be on DVD release. That's the thing, is we, we both enjoyed this film. Again, we didn't love it, but we liked it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be a DVD purchase for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because there's probably going to be like three hours of cut footage. I just want the Superman statue. <laughs> like, have you seen that? It looks awesome. No. Uh, you can get it. like a... There's like... They're expensive. But you can get like a Batman version or a Superman version. You get like a statue of the respective character um, well, I mean Amy Adams I thought was uh, who plays Lois Lane was actually better in this movie than she was in my personal opinion than she was in Man of Steel I've still found her a bit meh I feel like she's not 
I said better, not perfect. That's true. I mean, she she was more relevant to the plot in this movie, and she does more stuff in this movie. But she still doesn't really have the fiery thing that Lois Lane should have. No. Which is a shame, because I know Amy Adams can do the fiery performance. Mm-hmm. But she's... Um, yeah. Diane Lane was, again, perfect in yep. her role. I wish oh, she was in it more. Yep, Martha Kent kicks yep. butt again. Uh, Holly Hunter did a fantastic job as the uh, congressperson. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else? We're avoiding the elephant in the room here. Certain... <laughs> Saving that for last. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Again, oh, yeah, perfect, Perry White. Yeah, he's a good... He's good. Perry White. I love the fact that he was getting in Clark's face. Yeah, him and him and Clark are just getting into each other's face. Pretty funny. The, the reference, uh, this isn't 1938, man. Journalism's not about, you know, good things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, Perry, Perry had a couple of good lines. It was good. Um... Uh, yeah, I General don't know Swanwick any... is back. He's a senator now, though, from Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Emil yeah. Hamilton is still presumed dead, unfortunately, which sucks. Um... Speak, speaking of presumed dead, did you hear the uh, statement from uh, yeah, the director? Let's, let's like till this uh, spoiler review, though, for that. Even one. though it's out there all over the place? Yeah. Alright. Because that, that, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's get to Lex, shall we? Oh, can we just skip that part? I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I I didn't think it was that good. I just, I, for me, the problem with the previous Lex is, like, Kevin Spacey was great, but he had the job of, he had to be Gene Hackman's Lex, and Gene Hackman's Lex is, like, probably the worst Lex I've ever seen in anything ever. <laughs> like, he's just dumb, goofy, stupid, and... You know, the thing, the thing, the whole thing with Gene Hackman's Lex, and unfortunately, Kevin Spacey had to follow suit. Yeah, which is, is such a waste. Every time that Lex Luthor is introduced, it he has one purpose: real estate. Exactly. It's always been about real estate with that Lex. And well, that Lex, he just isn't very threatening. Like, well, I mean, Kevin Spacey got pretty threatening at the end of Superman Returns, but. You know, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, he was smart, and he was ruthless, and he was evil. And for me, you know, if you have Lex Luthor as a Superman villain in a Superman movie, he has to be as evil as Superman is good. Which is... I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with anything you just mentioned. I had a problem where they made him a little bit too off-the-hook aloof. A lot of people... Yeah, he was unhinged. Were have commented that his performance would have probably been better for the Riddler, which somebody huh. out there said he actually wanted to do, as he didn't want to be Lex Luthor. He wanted to actually be the Riddler. Hmm, that is interesting. So I don't know if he tried to bring that into his performance of Lex or not. I don't know. I mean, I guess for me, it's not the ideal Lex, but I'll it it for me it worked within the movie, and he was dangerous and ruthless. And, like, that's enough for me. I didn't expect much. I just wanted better than Gene Hackman. I just wanted someone who I knew could really mess up Superman's day. Just the, sheer, <laughs> just the sheer fact that he, on several occasions, 
in the film shows just how actually powerful he is yeah. by what he does and is not questioned. And he does Where, one of the most evil things in this movie. Where um, the whole Hackman Spacey thing is, is like he has his five or six goons and these guys will do whatever he says because they're his goons. This Luther will just do shit and the entire U.S. government will just go, All right. yeah, we're going to go over here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I he definitely was a bit too unhinged to me, especially in his last scene. Um, I don't know what to make of that. But, um, well, yeah. Last, uh, last, last scene or last scene on a roof? Last, last scene. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I guess, overall, I recommend you go watch the movie. Judge for yourself. Don't listen to the critics. I don't think it's a good movie, but I enjoyed it, and uh, it's worth seeing just for Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. If you want to see Batman and Superman on the big screen, well, I mean, hey, here it is. Um, they're great together. Uh, they have great performances. Their scenes are good. Uh, the problem is just the movie itself, really. So, yeah, if you can wait, it's coming out in July. <laughs> okay. And, and so in July, you can either you know see it for a dollar twenty-five from a Red Box, or you even have Red Box in Australia. No, I don't think so. Do you know what Red Box is? I don't know. <laughs> Red Box is pretty much a Coca-Cola vending machine. Except it spits out DVDs. Oh yeah, we have we have something like those, yeah. Okay. And uh, they're everywhere now here in the United States. And the funniest thing is, when they first came out, they offered to sell their entire company to Blockbuster Video, which was the largest company out there nationwide that had all these video rental places. Yeah. And Blockbuster Video laughed in their face and said, "Whatever, you'll be gone." Needless to say, there's now red boxes everywhere, and Blockbuster Video is gone. Mm. Hmm. But yeah, again, July, it's coming out yeah. on DVD. You can rent it for $1.25 out of a vending machine, or you can probably buy a somewhat deluxe version with all the missing footage yeah. for $20, and for however many more dollars you and can hey, get the And hey, missing footage apparently version. includes a scene with Zod. Hmm. And I mean, hey, who didn't love Zod and Man of Steel, right? So, and as for the leaked scene, well, no, it's not leaked. They put it out there because this is this movie is such an edited mess. Three days after the movie came out, they put out a cut scene to explain what happened because you're just left scratching your head in the movie. Which is just bad. It's so yeah. sloppy. I mean, this this movie had so much money and stuff behind it. So much talent. Like, I loved Man of Steel. Zack Snyder did such a good job on that and he just really dropped the damn ball here. Um, and I'll say, if you're a huge Man of Steel fan and you're looking for a Man of Steel sequel, you're going to get elements of that, but ultimately this isn't it. So... Don't walk in expecting a good follow-up. There's a good follow-up in terms of Superman's character, I guess, but it's just, yeah. Um, go in this with was, low expectations. This was pretty much just an introduction to the new Batman. 
and force and forcing other people in for a Justice League movie. For me, it felt like it was trying to be a Man of Steel follow-up and introduction to the new Batman, and they could have had those two work flaw- seamlessly together, right? Like those two things could have gone hand in hand, but for some reason they didn't. <laughs> And yeah, all the Justice League stuff is pretty damn forced. Like, I listened to... uh, I downloaded, like, a podcast yesterday, and they had, like, a 10-minute interview with Zack Snyder and then, like, a 20-minute one with the producers. And they talked more about the Justice League than the damn movie itself. And the podcast was supposed to be about the movie. Like, and they said even, we wanted to put more Justice League stuff in there, but we felt it would have been too cluttered. And this was recorded before the movie came out, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just, they're just trying to rush this Marvel crap. Man of Steel worked so well because it was focusing on one character, um, and just, you know, it, w- it was focusing on its own narrative arc. This movie should have been Man of Steel 2 featuring Batman as, you know, Luther's um, oh, pawn. Can we, can we mention what they tried to initially do without making it a spoiler? Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about, so... Well, there would be a certain Superman storyline mm. combined with a certain Frank Miller miniseries. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh, you got me, man. Uh, you may as well spit right, it out. It's, if it's a spoiler, I'll just cut it out. Um. It's what they initially tried to do. And I don't know if this got cluttered later with the fact that the producers came in and said, hey, let's make this, you know, the introduction to the Justice League by adding all this extra crap. But initially this was Death of Superman. Yep. Combined with Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. I mean, yeah. We'll get into that more with our spoiler review. Yeah. The battle with the armor is straight out of Miller. The the only the that uh, I'll say this as well. The only bits uh, that are similar to Dark Knight Returns in this movie are visually similar, thematically. Like besides strung out Bruce Wayne, it's not. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean Superman well, is definitely not a lackey for the government in this. No, thank God, because that was. But awful. they're they are butting heads, which causes the fight. Yeah, but they're not butting. Uh, because if this was a Man of Steel sequel, right? Because originally they wrote the Man of Steel sequel. It was gonna. Have you read um, Lex Luthor Man of Steel, the Lex Luthor miniseries? No, you're the Superman fan. Okay, of well, me. there's there's the Lex Luthor <laughs> miniseries where he's like, oh, Superman's a god. I hate him. Blah blah blah. And then there's like Superman Peace on Earth where he tries to fix the world's problems and just fails miserably. Now they're gonna combine those two into a movie, and they added Batman into it. I'm like, perfect, because Batman can like serve as because he's in Lex with the Man of Steel, and he serves as Lex's pawn against Superman. And this would have been a great way to introduce Batman as well, like the new Batman. And I mean, that's almost what the movie was, and the movie probably would have been that if they had the emphasis on the Batman v Superman from the start, but they didn't. They just... For some reason, they couldn't follow their own damn title. Well, they definitely followed the Dawn of Justice part, but... Yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll probably do a bonus episode just doing, like, a full spoiler review in a week or two, um, once everyone's <laughs> had time to see it, because there's a lot to talk about, so, 
Um, even There's the spoiler-free the... one's gone for like half hour. So yeah, the movie's two and a half hours long. We could probably do a four-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually just listened to a three-hour podcast about Man of Steel, so it's definitely not out of the question. Um, okay, um, so I think we've gone on for a while. Uh, I, you get our thoughts on the movie. Go see it or wait for it to come out. Either way, just see it. Um, you know, Batman, Superman, both great. So, yeah. Other people. <laughs> yeah, other people, eh. Other parts of the movie, eh. The movie itself, eh. But Batman and Superman are good, so. Um, and Alfred. <laughs> and Alfred. And you know what the biggest crime in this and movie Martha. is? And Martha. <laughs> Wonder Woman? <laughs> no. It could have been so good. Oh, yeah. And they just... It could have been unbelievable. They messed it up so bad. Um, How much you want the original cut was unbelievable? Before, you know, reshoots one through seven happened. You know, it's... I I know One's Woman and Batman and the Just League setup, that was actually Zack's idea, so that's on him. But as uh, how much of it, I'm not sure. But he, he did push One Woman in, so... Yeah. Anyway, um, so next week we'll be covering the next Iron Fist issue, and uh, we'll probably be doing a bonus episode at some point, just covering Batman vs Superman. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, sign up. Take it easy, peace. All right, see you guys. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, and if you don't want to read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon, our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are our youtube connor carl just search iron fist podcast on youtube and you'll find us real quick and then there's our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast dot wordpress.com we are also on itunes feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars well just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that and last but not least we are on podcast garden in the literature section And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks.